everyone. Julia here. Uh, for this week's episode, we're doing something a little different. We're pulling a recording out of the misinformation vault. So it's a little different than normal, but we had a lot of fun at this event in 2018. And we'd like to think that you'll have a little fun too. So enjoy. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Oh, hello, librarians. Hi. I think we need trivia. Oh, please. No, we haven't done anything yet. Down a little bit. Um, thanks so much for coming to our trivia night. If you're, um, if you're a librarian, if you're with ASLS, I am not a librarian. I am an imposter in your midst tonight. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> if you would like to play trivia, we have uh, answer keys, right? Uh, answer, nope. not answer keys, because that's cheating. We are not cheating. giving you the keys. Answer sheets here, if you would like to play. Um, please, you know, you can play by yourself. You can play in a team. Uh, there might be a prize for best team name. I'm just saying, no, no pressure. There will be a prize for best team name. There, oh, sorry. There will be a prize for best team name. Um, for if those you, of us, if you don't know us, yeah. If, for those of us who don't know, hi. Um, we are the co-hosts of Misinformation, a trivia podcast. Um, Please come up and get a yes. business card at any time during yes. the performance. So, performance. Uh, we're the trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and, and sticking, sticking it, it to, to annoying, annoying teams, teams at, at pub quiz. quiz. Yeah. So um, I'm Lauren and I'm Julia. And Julia's a librarian. Well, no, she's I'm an not. archivist. I'm, I'm so an sorry. Julia's an archivist. Sorry. I am a mere museum worker at the Memorial Art Gallery here in Rochester, New York. Yeah, the Memorial Art Gallery. It's so good. What a great collection. Yes. Um, go ahead, Joel. So we're going to get kicked off. Um, so, again, we know we don't have to say this to a room of library professionals, but no cheating. No. Um, there's going to be four rounds of trivia questions, each with five questions. So during the first two rounds, each question will be worth one point each. There's no penalty for a wrong answer, so guess away. Um, we'll do an intermission with a scoring break after the first two rounds. And for the third and fourth rounds, um, each of the questions will be worth two points each. We'll do one last intermission and scoring break before the final question, which is worth up to 10 points. We have a variety of awesome prizes from some Rochester area institutions yes. here, as well as some chocolate for those of you who, who aren't from Rochester. Who doesn't love chocolate? Yeah. So um, there's going to be prizes for the top three teams. And then we also are going to have prizes for the best team name. So... I think we're ready to get started. Shall we begin? Also, not for nothing, I know not everybody here is from Rochester. Uh, this is not a Rochester-centric trivia. This is a New York State trivia. We are all inclusive here <laughs> in the heart of Rochester. Yes, yes, yes. So, but unfortunately, we will be starting with <laughs> around on Rochester, Rochester trivia. Yeah, so there you go. All right, is everyone ready? Are you ready with your pencils? Question number one. Founded in 1888 here in Rochester by George Eastman, Kodak was a worldwide behemoth within 10 years. Eastman named the company himself, but the word Kodak came from what? A, the Kodiak bear, B, the name of Eastman's cat, or C, nothing, it had no meaning. All right, with question number two. Frederick Douglass is one of the most famous residents of Rochester, New York, and in 1847 published his anti-slavery newspaper here. What was the name of this Guiding Light publication? All right, here we go. Question number three. True or false? 
True or false, Susan B. Anthony was arrested for voting illegally in 1872. All right, question number four. Name this early 20th century Rochester eccentric. He owned and operated a saloon slash museum of curiosities on Front Street. He was really into themed dressing and was literally a snake oil salesman. Name him. Literally. All right, and finally, question number five, the last question in this round. If I served you a dish that consists of French fries as a base, macaroni salad, hot dogs, and hot sauce on top, what are you eating? All right. And whenever you're done with your round, if you want to tear off the first page, hold it up in the air. Steve will be around to collect your my answer sheet. My husband, sheets. Steve, ladies and gentlemen, my husband, Steve. All right. Round number two. Five questions, one point apiece. The um, topic of this round is a tour of upstate New York. Question one. The Ansley Wilcox House on Delaware Avenue in Buffalo, New York, is now a national historic site preserving the location of which president's unexpected inauguration? Question number two. The first women's rights convention in America, spanning two days in July of 1848, comprised six sessions featuring Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Lucretia Mott, Frederick Douglass, and the ultimate signing of the Declaration of Rights and Sentiments. In what hamlet was this historic convention held? Question three. Elmira, New York, is the humble resting place of one of America's greatest writers. While you may associate him with the Midwest, this humorist and author is buried in his wife's family plot at Woodlawn Cemetery in Elmira, where his plot is marked by a 12-foot monument that's two fathoms, placed by his surviving daughter. Who is this talented and crotchety old man? Question four. It's a miracle. Not only did Lake Placid, New York, host the 1980 Winter Olympic Games, where the amateur men's U.S. hockey team famously defeated the Soviet professionals, but it also hosted the third Winter Olympic Games all the way back in what year? Hint, it was also the year before Prohibition ended in the United States. And finally, question five. Speaking of sports, Canastota, New York, is home to a museum and hall of fame established in 1989, which for nearly 30 years has celebrated five categories of inductees, modern, old-timer, pioneer, non-participant, and observer. Two pugilist hometown heroes named Carmen Basilio and Billy Backus spurred the village's initiative to establish what institution? When you're done, tear off your answer sheet, hold it up. Steve will come around and collect it, and we'll take a quick intermission for scoring, and then we'll be back with answers from the first two rounds. Hey, guys. Julia here again, coming at you from the future, present? Actually, I guess by the time you listen to this, it will be the past. 
Anyway, I hope that you're enjoying this episode out of our vault. Just wanted to do a quick reminder. We have some new merch out, some exclusive designs for this month, and all proceeds from our Tea Public store will be donated to the National Women's Law Center. They do a lot of really great work. Consider buying a sticker or a magnet or a tote bag or any or something like that with one of the limited edition designs in our Tea Public store. And you can get to those links on our social media pages. And also because March is Women's History Month. We pulled together just a quick infographic of a list of some of our episodes that are all about, you know, amazing women. So these are kind of spotlight episodes. Those are also up on our social media page. So it's March. You might as well brush up on women's history. So check out some of those episodes. Now back to the Nyla 2018 Trivia Night. All right. So we're going to read you your round one answers see how you did. Are you ready? How do you feel? How's everybody feeling about this? Feeling good? Feeling good? So far, so good. Good, 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 good. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, so round one, Rochester history. Question one, founded in 1888 here in Rochester by George Eastman, Kodak was a worldwide behemoth within 10 years. Eastman named the company himself, but the word Kodak came from what? A, the Kodiak bear, B, the name of Eastman's cat, or C, it had no meaning. The answer to this question is C, it had no meaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. We're off to a great start. Um, Eastman once said, quote, a trademark should be short. It must mean nothing. He liked the letter K and wanted a word that began and ended with it, was difficult to mispronounce, and wasn't similar to any other word. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Question number two. Frederick Douglass is one of the most famous residents of Rochester, New York, and in 1847 published his anti-slavery newspaper here. What was the name of this guiding light publication? And the answer is The North Star. Yeah. Oh, man, we're good at Rochester history up in here. The North Star slogan was, uh, quote, right is of no sex, truth is of no color, God is the father of us all, and we are all brethren. It ceased as the North Star in 1851 when it merged with the Liberty Party paper in Syracuse to become Frederick Douglass's paper, which is really not a creative title, but it did a lot of good. Uh, the RMSC, actually the Rochester Museum and Science Center here in Rochester, houses many original copies of the North Star. So if you're looking to like shuffle through some old newspaper, we got you. Um, question number three. True or false, Susan B. Anthony was arrested for voting illegally in 1872. That is true. Uh, she, yes, she was arrested and went to trial, and she was fined $100. Uh, when she stated very boldly that she had no intention of paying the fine, the judge refused to jail her for not complying. Uh, all of the other women who were arrested that day with Anthony were not jailed either. So, happy ending for everyone. Also, votes for women. Am I right? <laughs> Votes for women. It's important. I hope everybody voted yesterday. Anyway, yeah. Question number four. Name the early 20th century Rochester eccentric. He owned and operated a saloon slash museum of curiosities on Front Street. He was really into themed dressing and was literally a snake oil salesman. Name him. And that person is right here on the wall, Rattlesnake Pete. That was not, that was certainly not intentional. Those are his, his dogs, Bruno and Nero. Actually, Rochester Museum and Science Center, I used to work there, has a wonderful history collection. I highly recommend you contact someone over there 
because I don't work there anymore. But um, we have they have Rattlesnake Pete's suit. So they have his vest, his jacket, his bow tie, his regular tie, his pants, his shoes, uh, all made of rattlesnake skin uh, that was conserved actually by the um, Buff State uh, Art Conservation Program. This is a guy who literally could have said, there's a snake in my boots. And there was literally a snake in his boot. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, he, uh, he once got into, that. We uh, the RMSC also has his photo album that he made himself. Uh, of beautiful photos, some of which were shot by Albert Stone, who's a local photographer, that uh, historic photographer in the early 20th century. Um, oh, and we also have the dog's collars uh, that were also made of snakeskin. So he's really themed, really into theme dressing. He had a snake uh, ring on his finger, and he would like milk rattlesnakes for their venom, because rattlesnake venom actually is uh, the, makes the antidote for a snake bite. So that's a little science for you. From the RMSC. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Question number five. Let me give you the answer to that one. Uh, question number five. If I served you a dish that consists of French fries as a base, macaroni salad, hot dogs, and hot sauce on top, what are you eating? And the answer to that is a garbage plate. That's a garbage plate. Yeah. Which huh. might be how you feel after <laughs> you eat one. You definitely feel like garbage. So out of towners, uh, let me take a quick poll here. How many of you have actually eaten a garbage plate out of towners? Ooh, and you're still standing? Are you serious? Beth, you had a garbage plate? Ooh, ouch. Uh, a garbage plate literally looks like garbage. And I had a friend of mine back in college who said uh, she went to college here in Rochester. And she said, well, a garbage plate is delicious, but you have to eat it very quickly. Because if you don't eat it quickly, then you realize what you're eating and you get super grossed out. And I was like, I don't want to eat anything that you have to describe that way. So that's a garbage plate. If you're so bold, uh, please, while you're here in, this, in Rochester, have a garbage plate. And your round two answers, a tour of upstate New York. Uh, question one, the Ansley Wilcox House on Delaware Avenue in Buffalo is now a national historic site, preserving the location of which president's unexpected inauguration? That is Teddy Roosevelt. So... Some background here. There's only four instances in which presidents were sworn in outside of the nation's capital. After James Garfield died, more than three months after being shot by Charles Guiteau, uh, Vice President Chester A. Arthur was sworn in at his residence in New York City in 1881. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt became president while staying at his attorney friend's home when he was rushed to Buffalo after McKinley's assassination by Leon Kolzog. In 1901, and in 1923, Calvin Coolidge was sworn in at his family home in Vermont after the death of Warren G. Harding, and then LBJ famously took the oath of office on Air Force One in Dallas, Texas, after the assassination of JFK in 1963. Question two. The first women's rights convention in America, spanning two days in July of 1848, comprised six sessions featuring Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Lucretia Mott, Frederick Douglass, and the ultimate signing of the Declaration of Rights and Sentiments. In what hamlet was this historic convention held? That was Seneca Falls. In 1848, the event advertised itself as a convention to discuss the social, civil, and religious condition and rights of women. A heated debate sprang up regarding women's rights to vote, with many, including Mott, urging the removal of this concept from the Declaration of Sentiments. But Frederick Douglass, the convention's sole African-American attendee, argued eloquently for its inclusion, and the suffrage resolution was retained. You can visit the Women's Rights His National Historical Park in Seneca Falls, New York, and the Rochester Museum and Science Center here in Rochester has its, in its collections a gavel used on the second day of the convention's meetings. 
Question three. Elmira, New York is the humble resting place of one of America's greatest writers. While you may associate him with the Midwest, this humorist and author is buried in his wife's family plot at Woodlawn Cemetery in Elmira, where his plot is marked by a 12-foot monument. That's two fathoms. Uh, placed by his surviving daughter. Who is this talented and crotchety old man? It's Mark Twain. Um, he was born two weeks after Halley's Comet's closest approach in 1835, and he said in 1909, I came in with Halley's Comet in 1935. It is coming again next year, and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with Halley's Comet. Let's give a round That's of applause for Twain. Julia's Mark uh, Twain impression, everybody. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, he died in April 1910 of a heart attack. Question four. It's a miracle. Not only did Lake Placid, New York, host the 1980 Winter Olympic Games, where the amateur men's U.S. women U.S. hockey team uh, defeated the Soviet professionals, but it also hosted the third Winter Olympic Games, all the way back in what year? Hint, it was the year before Prohibition ended in the U.S. That is 1932. <laughs> Prohibition. Yeah, Olympics. <laughs> the games were awarded to Lake Placid in part by the efforts of Godfrey Dewey, head of the Lake Placid Club, the son of Melville Dewey, inventor of the Dewey Decimal System. And question five. Speaking of sports, Canastota, New York is home to a museum and hall of fame established in 1989, which for nearly 30 years has celebrated five categories of inductees. Two pugilist hometown heroes spurred the village's initiative to establish what institution? That is the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Canastota calls itself Boxing's Hometown. All right. And a quick standings update. We have six teams here tonight. Thank you so much for coming out to this library trivia night. Yes, um, thank you so much for coming. This is awesome. There's currently a tie for third place between the Dewey Decimals and Team Flatfile. That's Team Flatfile with four exclamation, oh, four exclamation points. points. Yes. So very enthusiastic. Uh, tied for second, we have BTL and the Calico Cataloger. And tied for first place, we have the Pretzel Queens Gluten-Free. And for your reference. Ooh, good job, everybody. All right, so we're going to move on to question, not question, round three. Sorry. So do we have any downstaters in the room? Downstate, anybody from downstate? All right, well, this is your, this is your, this is your game right now. So round three is about New York, New York, the great New York City. These are five questions, two points each. Uh, question number one. New Yorkers love to abbreviate names. For example, Soho is short for south of Houston. Tribeca is the triangle below Canal. But where is Dumbo? Okay, question number two. Which of these delicious food inventions was not invented in New York City? Not. A, hot dogs, B, bagels, or C, chicken and waffles? Okay, question number three. The brand new Mario M. Cuomo Bridge spans the widest part of the Hudson River. 
and was built to replace what funny named old bridge, which was finished in 1955? Okay, question number four. The longest-running Broadway show opened on January 26th, 1988, and has been crashing into theaters ever since, celebrating its 10,000th performance in 2012. What Broadway show am I talking about? Okay, finally, question number five. Which New York City borough is not an island and therefore the only one that is geographically connected to the U.S. mainland? Okay, and if you are ready, if you are done, make sure you hold up your answer sheet so my husband Steve here can grab your sheets from you. <laughs> yeah, please feel free to call him by his first, his Christian name. All right, we're going to move on to round four. Round four, library hodgepodge. Question one, Trinity College Library in Dublin, Ireland houses Ireland's finest national treasure, a ninth century illuminated manuscript gospel bound in four volumes. Known in Latin as the Codex Senensis, what is the better known English title for this masterwork of elaborate ornamentation and calligraphy on vellum? Question two, the Folger Library in Washington, D.C. is an independent research library which contains the largest collection of the printed works of which English poet and playwright? Question three, I know most of us still haven't gotten over the destruction of the original Library of Alexandria. But in 2002, on the shore of the Mediterranean Sea, the Biblioteca Alexandrina was commemorated as a major library and cultural center dedicated to recapturing the spirit of openness and scholarship of the original ancient library. In what country can you find the reincarnation of the Great Library of Alexandria? Question four. Seen in myriad movies, including Ghostbusters and The Wiz, the Stephen A. Schwarzman building is more widely known as the main branch of what library system? And finally, question number five. Located on George Lucas's campus in Marin County, California, the Lucas Research Library provides reference for film, television, and theater productions within the Lucasfilm, Paramount Studios, and Universal Studios research collections. What is the name of this property whose expansive grounds boast the corporate offices of Lucasfilm, Motion Picture Sound Studios, a Victorian-style mansion, and an observatory for peering up at the stars? All right, whenever you're ready, tear off your answer sheets and hold them up in the air. We'll come around and grab them. We'll take another quick intermission for scoring, and then we'll be back with your answers from round three and four. Also, if you're enjoying us, which I hope you are, um, I'm going to assume you are. <laughs> uh, we have a, a little podcast called Misinformation, colon, a trivia podcast. We do all sorts of fun trivia stuff. Um, so if you would like to uh, join us on our trivia podcast, we have some business cards here. If you would like to grab some, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and we have a website, www.misinfopod.com. Uh, we will not force you into subscribing, but it would help. All right, you all ready for some answers? All right, here we go. New York City. New York City. Yeah, New York City. 
By the way, how we doing, book jockeys? Am I doing good? How about that? Book librarians. Jockeys. Woo! Punk Libraries ass are important. Book jockeys. Yeah. Question number one. Oh well, let some people. Bye. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Have, have a good, good one. Friends. It was nice seeing you again. Bye. Bye. They didn't play trivia, so they're not going home with anything. <laughs> you guys are going home with something. All right. <laughs> Question number one. New Yorkers love to abbreviate names. For example, Soho is short for South of Houston, and Tribeca is the triangle below Canal. But what is Dumbo? And that is down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. All right. We got, we got a little bit. Um, there is also Nolita, which is north of Little Italy. Just a little tidbit of info for you. One, another fun one up yeah, there. Yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, question number two. Which of these delicious food inventions was not invented in New York City? Was it A, hot dogs, B, bagels, or C, chicken and waffles? And the answer was B, bagels. Oh, I know it hurts. It hurts so bad. Uh, bagels <laughs> were actually invented by the Jewish communities in Poland. I know. However, one would imagine that the Jewish New Yorkers perfected the chewy delights. I will tell you, hot dogs were invented um, on Coney Island. And I personally, me, Lauren Tagliaferro, I will go on record by saying I will eat a hot dog day or night. I love a hot dog all day. Mustard, dill relish, or a pickle? Please. All right. Question number three. The brand new Mario, thank you. The brand new Mario M. Cuomo Bridge spans the widest part of the Hudson River and was built to replace what funny named old bridge which was finished in 1955? That's the... No, it's the Tappan Zee. Tappan Zee Bridge. I heard this table saying Z like they knew yeah, that's Yeah, I heard Dutch them. I know. I, we can hear like you guys. They... Uh, the word Tappan Zee is actually the name of the widest part of the river. So you could say that's the Tappan Zee of the Hudson River. Um, and Tappan was the native tribe that lived there, while Z is the old Dutch for C. Question number four. The longest-running Broadway show opened on January 26, 1988, and has been crashing into theaters ever since, celebrating its 10,000th performance in 2012. What Broadway show am I talking about? That's the Phantom of the Opera. Little tidbit of info about Lauren Tagliaferro because I feel really close to you all guys you guys. Are getting, like really, we're like, getting like into it's a one woman it. show tonight. What am I talking about? What are you talking about? I loved Phantom of the Opera as a child. I sang every song. I can still sing Masquerade. Don't ask me to. I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> I've only had two glasses of wine. I won't do it. All right. Question number five: Which New York City borough is not an island and therefore the only one that is geographically connected to the U.S. mainland? And that is the Bronx. Very good, very good. Crushing it. Everybody is crushing, crushing it. Crushing it. You librarians are so good at this. I'm very jealous that I didn't get an MLIS. Round four, Library Hodgepodge. Trinity College Library in Dublin, Ireland houses Ireland's finest national treasure, a 9th century illuminated manuscript gospel found bound in four volumes. Known in Latin as the Codex Senensis, what is the better known English title for this masterwork of elaborate ornamentation and calligraphy on vellum? That is the Book of Kells. K-E-L-L-S. We could unfortunately not accept Celts. Um, the, abbey take, the manuscript takes its name from the Abbey of Kells, which was its home for centuries. Question two, the Folger Library in Washington, D.C. is an independent research library which contains the largest collection of the printed works of which English poet and playwright? That's Shakespeare. 
Um, the library so, was so few claps oh, for Shakespeare yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Some Whatever. English majors. Um, yep, the library was established by Henry Clay Folger with his wife. Um, he was a president and chairman of Standard Oil in the early 20th century, aka he was super rich. Um, and he spent nine years purchasing 14 row houses on Capitol Hill in DC, which he demolished to build the library. Um, it's best known for its 82 copies of the 1623 First Folio, of which only 235 known copies survive, and over 200 quartos of Shakespeare's plays. Question three. Most of us here still haven't gotten over the destruction of the original Library of Alexandria, but in 2002, on the shore of the Mediterranean Sea, the Biblioteca Alexandrina was commemorated as a major library and cultural center. In what country can you find the reincarnation of the Great Library of Alexandria? That's Egypt. The Biblioteca Alexandrina is trilingual, containing books in classical Arabic, English, and French. Question four. Seen in myriad movies, including Ghostbusters and The Wiz, the Stephen A. Schwarzman building is more widely known as the main branch of what library system? That's the New York Public Library. Um, and by the way, this entrance to this building is where you find the two famous lion statues. Um, they were originally called Leo Astor and Leo Lennox in honor of the library's founders. Then they were called Lord Astor and Lady Lennox until being renamed by Fiorello LaGuardia as Patience and Fortitude. And finally, question five. Located on George Lucas's campus in Marin County, California, the Lucas Research Library provides reference for film, television, and theater productions with the Lucasfilm, Paramount Studios, and Universal Studios Research Collections. What is the name of this property whose expansive grounds boast the corporate offices of Lucasfilm, Motion Picture Sound Studios, and an observatory for peering up at the stars? That is Skywalker Ranch. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Crushing it. All right, a quick Crushing standings it. update. In sixth place, because someone has to be, we have Team Flat File. In fifth place, BTL. In fourth, the Dewey Decimals. In third, the Calico Cataloger. In second, Pretzel Queens, gluten free. And in first place, for your reference. All right, we have one final round for you. It's a um, potential to get up to 10 more points. Do you want me to do it? All right. So if you know anything about Jewel and I, you'll know that we love wine. I mean, who doesn't love wine? Unless people who, don't, who love um, liquor, which is, we're, you're, we're on board with that too. So um, the final round is there are 11 Finger Lakes in the New York State. Ten of them have names derived from the Haudenosaunee language, that is the Native American language of this area, and two of them share a name with New York State County. For one point apiece, name ten of the New York State Finger Lakes. We'll give you two minutes, and two whenever minutes. you're done, hold up your answer sheet. Yep. Hello, everyone. 2021 Julia, back on this recording. Uh, last plug of the episode, I promise. Just wanted to remind you guys that Lauren and I will be hosting a virtual trivia night for the Memorial Art Gallery here in Rochester on Thursday, March 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you get your tickets. Um, it's going to be a really 
amazing time. We are doing about an hour, an hour and a half. We'll see how that goes. Worth of trivia questions that are inspired by some of the amazing pieces of art in the Mags collection. So you can find out more about that by going to our Facebook page or our Twitter page, or you can go directly to the Mags website at mag.rochester.edu. And you can go to the calendars and the events and find all the information there. Tickets are just $10. It's a fundraiser for the museum. And just like if you attended the January virtual trivia night that we had for the Strong Museum, don't worry. Again, you are more than welcome to make teams with your friends and family all across the country. You can message each other or chat with each other or however you want to communicate during the trivia event as long as you're not Googling the answers. Only one person has to submit the answer sheet for the team. So again, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we hope you can join us for that. And now for the exciting conclusion of the Nyla 2018 Trivia Night. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Your final round, the right. 11 Finger Lakes in alphabetical order. In, in alphabetical order, the Finger Lakes and also in, alpha, in order of my favorite. Least favorite to most favorite. That's not true. <laughs> Same alphabetically? Okay, here we go. 11 Finger Lakes, Canadice, Canandaigua, Cayuga, Kinesis, Hemlock, Honeyoy, Cayuga, Otisco, Owasco, Seneca, and of course the cleanest and most beautiful Skinny Atlas. That is not spelled how it's pronounced. No, it's Skinny Atlas. Hi, Ebony. All right. Coming in sixth place because someone has to. It's okay. Team Flat File. Yeah, four exclamation points, Team Flat File. With 16 points. In fifth place with 20 points, BTL. What does that stand for? What is BTL? Her initials. Oh, it's just your initials? Badass teacher lady. That's what that is. Call her that from here on out. She loves it. <laughs> All right, in fourth place with 24 points, the Dewey Decimals. Yeah, Dewey Decimals. All right, and um, the first three places get prizes. You get to come and you get to pick one from me. Um, so... We'll, we'll wait till that's done. In third place with 25 points, the Calico Cataloger. And in second place with 29 points. Is that a nine? 29 points. <laughs> the Pretzel Queens, gluten-free. Pretzel Queens, gluten-free. Pretzel Queens, gluten-free. in first place with 36 points. It's a respectable 36 for points. For your reference. Yes. Big round of applause for the winners tonight. All right. So, woo, great job. All right. Here are our wonderful prizes. We have passes to the mag. We have passes to the Antiques Wireless Museum. We have passes to the Strong Museum. We have a beautiful gift basket provided by Kathy Urbanic of the Sisters of St. Joseph. Who is Archives. a lovely woman. Have you met She's Kathy Urbanic? She's also real buff. She's great at the gym. We see her at the gym all the time. Can I tell you? That woman can lift. She has the power of Jesus just like flowing through lift. her. She's wonderful. And also wonderful. for those with a sweet tooth, we have a taste test of caramels. So first place, come on up. First place, you get to choose which gift you would like. And by gift, I mean prize. 
Perfect. So first place, yay! All first right. place, got some chocolate. Second Good place, job. the pretzel queens. Pretzel queens, come pretzel choose your queens, prize. Come get your prize. Where's our gluten-free pretzel queens? They don't want to come up. <laughs> Being librarians, pretzel they're naturally queens. shy. Am I right? Naturally shy librarians in the house. Okay, here we go. All right. Thank you for Pretzel being a queens. bold person. What prize would you like? We have, we have passed. We have the mag, the antique wireless, the strong, and then this lovely gift basket. Woo! Woo! Pretzel Queens. Thank you. And then third place, the Calico Cataloger. Calico Cataloger. Bring it up. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. Woo! Woo! Thank you to the catalog. All right. Calico Best Cataloger. Team name. We get Team Flatfile. Team Flatfile was the best team name. Best team name. Because it had four exclamation points. And you so know what? So many exclamation points. The exclamation points were consistent from round one Pick through round prize. five. Antique Wireless Museum or the Mag? Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go with the Mag. Great. And then... Finally, our last table over there, you get this last passes. <laughs> Woo! Another team one. Thank you so much, everybody, for playing our trivia game. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, if you would like to subscribe to our podcast, we have business cards right here if you want to remind yourself. Again, I'm Lauren. That's Julia. This is Misinformation, a trivia podcast. Woo! Thank you all Thank for you coming Thank you so much out. for coming. Awesome this was conference. wonderful. Have a great time with the conference. I hope you learn a lot of um, library things like organizing and numbering. I there is don't a know. seminar on how to, put a pen how to put your hair up with a pencil Ooh, and take it down. That's very important. Mm -hmm. I hope you all have a great time. Thank yep. you again. Thanks. <laughs>